Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome to the show. Cody Del Mendo, excited to be here. Corey Friedman, excited to be here. Ryan Herrera, Luke Stuyper, happy to be here. Uh, if you got whiskey, drink it. <laughs> Listen, what a, uh... Carlos Correa late last night allegedly agrees Allegedly. Let's just say it happened. Thir- <laughs> 13 years, $350 million. So as we all know, the four shortstops that started free agency are now down to Dansby Swanson. Great player, likable player. They could still sign him. But let me tell you, the mood in Cubs fan nation on Twitter right now and on this chat, oh boy. Oh boy. I'll just turn it over to Cody and... Uh, We'll talk to you again in about 35 minutes. <laughs> All right. I, I'm i going to try not to yell, to start at least. And if I start yelling, then I'm, turn your volume down a little <laughs> bit. Listen, this entire thing, this entire thing, what makes me mad, angry, upset, all those things, what makes me mad is the fact that the Cubs did this to themselves. They just did it to themselves. And at this point, I'm just more disappointed than I am mad or angry. Like, they did it to themselves. And now, now, if they actually do sign Dansby Swanson, it's going to be more than if they just would have offered him the yeah. contract before. Yes. before, Like, literally, like, the moment free agency started. And so, like, it doesn't matter whether they sign him or not. It's just going to look... It's going to look like like we're all going to sit here and wonder what the fuck were we doing? And like that's where I'm at with the Cubs front office right now. For better half of the last 10 years, I've been able to at least understand what they're doing. And this again, we're talking about the Chicago Cubs, a team that went on a 108-year like drought of winning a World Series. But for the last 10 years, I have for the better part of that time been able to understand what the Cubs were doing. We understood the rebuild when Theo came in. And until now, I felt like I understood what they were doing when Theo left, trading all those guys away and stuff. But now, I have I have no idea. And you know what? It's not even about the fact that Correa got 13 years 350 million dollars like it's is I, I don't care that that the Giants gave him that and, and and we can sit in this chat and you can sit on Twitter and tell me that the Cubs dodged a bullet 
the fact of the matter is is that the Cubs have young prospects coming up, and you, you actually have some decent major leaguers. If you just add a star or two, you're looking at a team that could be in the wild card. And then once those young pieces that are on the farm come up and maybe blossom, then you, then you can really start maybe thinking, oh, World Series 2024, 2025. And then you really spend even more money going into those years. But right now, if they're not even willing to, to, do, to do what is necessary this offseason, then I just feel like we're going to be stuck in mediocrity or just be bad again for, what, until 2026 when all the prospects hit, which that's no guarantee. Hmm. Like, that, that, that's where I'm at, guys. That's where I'm at. So everyone telling me in, on Twitter or in the chat that they're gonna they dodge this bullet with Correa and and if they don't sign Swanson uh, for what eight nine years over two hundred million dollars they dodge the bullet. Okay, well then who's playing second base? Who's playing up the middle for the Cubs next year? That's gonna make them a decent team because I tell you right now if we're gonna have the highest base the or not the highest the most expensive or second most expensive baseball experience at Wrigley Field the federal landmark if we're gonna have that and you're gonna give me Nick Madrigal again and bank on him to stay healthy then then what the fuck are we doing what in the actual fuck are we doing that's where I'm at I understand that these contracts they might not age well but they're all still, those players are all still better than what the Cubs have right now. And they don't have a shortstop or a second baseman on the farm that can just come up next year and fill a hole. If they did, if they did, I, 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 you, could, you could talk me into b- believing. At least there'd be some hope. But, but they don't. And, and it's nothing even against Nick Magical. If he can stay healthy and if he does perform like he did in August last year, sure, maybe. But, like, it's like it's basically the you same thing with prospects. It. You can't count on it. At least with Correa, at least with Swanson, they are proven commodities. They are proven commodities, and you can't doubt that. You can't tell me that that's not true. Swanson coming off a six-war season. Correa, I mean, his one as far as shortstops, his WRC plus was what fourth last year, and he was having what people call a down year. I mean, it's it's that simple. It's that simple to me. And that's that's why I'm I'm just disappointed. Like this team is just operating like they have no communication. You got Crane Kenny or whoever the fuck telling us all that, oh, there's money, the the we're we're there's cash everywhere, whatever, and then we're not we're, Jed's not acting. So whose fault is it? From my from the outside perspective of me, I'm I'm looking at Jed like if, if the Cubs are going to leak that out that there's all this money to spend and you're not going to spend it, then I'm going to blame you. And you know what? I don't want to blame you because you know what? Yeah, you made all those tough decisions. You traded all those guys that I loved and won the World Series. You traded them all and it hurt. And you know what? I still stuck by you, Jed. I still stuck by you because so far those trades are looking nice. But you now you got now you got to get your Lester. You got to get your Lester, and you haven't done it. You've let all these other second tier guys fall off. Chris Bassett, Kodai Senga. I don't care if he wanted to go to a winning team. You let Jose Abreu go because you didn't want to give him an extra year. You you let Christian Vasquez go to the Twins, Minnesota. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Cody, there are right, false cut. narratives out there. Number first of all, there's there a true narrative which I tried to tell you. Be the domino pusher. Don't be the last mm-hmm. domino. And that's where they are now on the shortstop market. If they'd have pushed the first domino, they could have had him, like you said, a lot cheaper, Dansby Swanson, if that's the guy. Number, here's the false narrative. 
I got this from our buddy Mark Carmen Today, when I walked in, he's like, well, that's a terrible contract. I wouldn't want a career. It's the price of doing business in baseball now. Sarah Lang's put out a great piece saying there have been 22 deals in baseball history with contracts of 10 years or more, okay? Mm-hmm. Listen to these names. These are active guys. Carlos Correa, 13 years, $350 million. Great player. Xander Bogarts, 11 years, $300 million. Great player. Trey Turner, 11 years, $300 million player. Great player. Julio Rodriguez, 13 years, 210. Great player. Bryce Harper, 13 years, 330. Great player. Francisco Lindor, 10 years, $341 million. Might not be a great deal, but he is a great player. Corey Seager, 10 years, 325. Can't argue that he wasn't a great player. Mike Trout, 10 years, 360. Manny Machado, 10 years, 300. Giancarlo Stanton, Joey Votto. You can even include Robinson Cano, who still has one year left on his deal, <laughs> 10 years, 228 million. Mookie Betts, 12 years. Wander Franco, 11 years, 182 million. Fernando Tatis, 14 years. Guys, I just listed all the best players in baseball. Yeah. What do all of those guys have in common? Deals that were over 10 years, deals that are over $100 million, and they're not on the Cubs. <laughs> so they're, They have they're... three things in common. Big deals, long deals, not on the Cubs. So something that, like, Ryan and I were talking about beforehand and what really sort of – I'm with Cody. Like, I'm, I'm just, like, rather disappointed. Um, that's my main emotion right now. We'll <laughs> see where we get. But, like – to a lot of the people that are talking about the contracts, right? Nobody wants to give out a 13-year contract. That's nobody's goal. But if, as Luke said, if that's the cost of doing business, that's the cost of doing business. The Cubs, at least right now, and really for a long time, have seemed unwilling to do that. Fine, if that's your strategy. Something else the Cubs are not participating in are these trade markets, right? And it's not just about Sean Murphy. You can go back years, even pre-Jet, right? There are so many players that have been traded. Mookie Betts, Nolan Arenado, Paul mm-hmm. Goldschmidt. Guess where those two both went, right? While you were sitting on the, the side. The Nolan Arenado is always the one that strikes there, and me. There's, Three more guys we just mentioned that are the best players in yes. baseball that are not on the Cubs. And there are so many more deals that have gotten done. Juan Soto, et cetera, et cetera. The Cubs are not in. And all of those deals, how many of those contracts, I mean, even like, or how many of those trades, even Christian Yelich, for as much as he's fallen off the cliff, how many of those trades do we look at now and say, boy, that prospect hall was totally worth it. None of them. Not a (laughs) single one of them, right? So you're in a situation now where at least as it stands at this moment, the Cubs seem unwilling to do what it takes to play at the top end of the free agent pool. They are nowhere to be found, absent on these trades, taking advantage of the Oakland A's doing whatever in the world they're Mm -hmm. doing and just giving players away. Or the Rockies paying the St. Louis Cardinals to take Nolan Arenado. Cubs, nowhere to be found. So it begs the question, right? If you're not swimming in the deep waters of the free agent pool, you're not aggressive, making trades, taking advantage of weaker teams. What are you doing? You're mm-hmm. in the kid. Where pool. are here's, you in the improving? Here's the thing. What pool. are you doing? Here. Where are the Chicago Cubs yeah. and what are they doing? Yeah, here's where I'm at. And it's weird because I've been I've always been trying to be the one to rationalize things and like look at things through a rational lens because that's kind of more my job than just ranting mm-hmm. about things. Um, <laughs> so when I look at this, and me and Co- uh, Corey, we talked about this a little bit uh, pre-show, that when you go back to you know when Jed took over and, and everything he's done since, I 
still agree with most of it. I think maybe the Schwarber uh, letting him, you know, non-tendering him is something I wouldn't have done. But, you know, making all the trades, like just starting over, hitting the reset button, making the trades, and obviously getting what still appear to be pretty good prospect hauls in those trades. Like, I I still go back, and I'm like, I'd probably still do everything the same way he did. But now you get to now you get to the beginning of this off season, and then that's where like that that's where that disconnect comes because like again, I, I liked what Jed did in the last two years and and since he took over as president and you know trying to rebuild the farm system trying to just get out from underneath the the, the position that the Cubs were left in after years of just kind of trying to go not even I mean they didn't even try to go all in every single year but trying to compete with what they had you know getting out from underneath that and and hitting the reset button again I still. Um, at the point where I agree with all that. But now this offseason comes and they've signed Cody Bellinger, who still, even at his you know, high price, is a <laughs> he's a flyer. He's a, a reclamation project. Um, Jamison Tyon is, is a good you know, number three starter for a competitive team, I'd say. Um, but you know, is this going to be a competitive team in 2023? Like, who's to say at this point? And three of the top four shortstops are gone. I wrote a piece this morning because after the, the Correa thing is I'm like, this is on my mind. Are the Cubs even going to get what Dansby Swanson? Are they going to strike out on all four this offseason? I wrote that, allchl.com. You should go read it. But the point is, if they don't get any of those four shortstops, which we came we came into this offseason saying that makes the most sense of anything they do in free agency to land one of these elite shortstops, if they strike out, then I'm just like, you know, where where are the Cubs? Like, where, what is... Right. What is actually going on? And it goes back to what Cody said about, you know, Tom Ricketts and Crane Kenny kind of saying, you know, Jed has all this money to spend, you know, uh, Tom. And nothing's changed since, you know, when we first talked to Tom in September of saying that, you know, the ball's in Jed's court with things. He has the resources and the flexibility, blah, 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 and all that stuff that Tom said. Um, nothing's really changed. So all this stuff, talk about like, oh, the Cubs have the green light. They're opening the checkbook. It never really struck me as anything different than what they were saying uh, because that kind of is – pretty much what Tom had said previously, just not in the same, you know, the same phrasing. Um, so it kind of feels like they're putting a lot of the pressure on Jed and a lot of the fallback will land on Jed as it's landing on Jed right now, obviously. Um, but it kind of comes to the whole point of what is the organization of the Cubs doing from the top owner, you know, down to president of business operations, president of baseball operations, general manager, all this stuff. What is happening that they're not, you know, they're not landing these shortstops, they have the money and the, you know, they have all the resources. They're not getting them. They're not getting these other, you know, they're, they're still not in the starting, the, the top tier of the starting pitching market, sure. which we kind of agree. Like if they're, if they get one of the shortstops, it's okay that they don't get Verlander, uh, DeGrom, Rodon, who's actually still on the market, by the way. If they don't get, if they don't get one of the shortstops or they do get one of the shortstops, it's okay if they don't get one of those guys because they, at least they addressed like the biggest need, the biggest area of need on the roster. They haven't done that yet, and they're in serious danger of not doing that. So then you think about okay, like they had two, they you know they added two, could you know good, probably solid pieces, potential to be better. But what else are they gonna do? I, I'm with you, Corey. It's like as much as I've tried to rationalize everything the Cubs have done, especially this year, I'm sitting here saying like I don't know what's going on. Well, and, and like I, I really don't. This co- I gotta get to this sure. comment. Carter Hawkins, if a 12-year deal... It's not, it's not the Carter <coughs> no, Hawkins, No, no, a different way. Carter Hawkins. <laughs> well, we don't know. It's a YouTube chat, Carter Hawkins. Uh, I guess if that's If a fair. 12-year deal handicaps your team eight years from now, then you suck as yeah, an organization. Absolutely. That, that's, that's why they have to change the way they're doing things. It sounds like 
the Cubs are timid. Yeah. They're afraid yeah. to well, make a move, like, a move well, that's going to hurt let's them. Go, let's do a super chat real quick. Shout um, out to Hector, Hector. Varadero, one underscore, four ninety nine. Uh, crazy, crazy to think that two weeks ago we were told the Cubs could land two shortstops, and now I would actually be impressed if they get Swanson. And that's what I wrote like, okay. in my piece. What a roller I'm like, coaster. Yeah. I'm like that. <laughs> I mean, I know you guys talked about it, and it came from you know Mark Feinstein, who's a pretty reliable reporter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even to me, it always felt like okay, that may just be you know things being passed on. That yes, there's a scenario where that happened. You know, <laughs> during the winter meetings when that came out, there's a scenario where that could happen. But I never really, I never really yeah. thought that was going to happen. But you know, whatever. But now you're complete opposite direction or end of the spectrum as. Can they even get one of those guys? No, well, and the false, will the they false even narrative get one of those that guys? another one is that. Well, why sign these guys to the deal if you're not ready to win now? Because you're just going to be wasting money. That's never that's well, never that's, sat that's well insane. with me. That's that's insane because the reason you're not competitive now is because you're not signing right, guys. You Take don't a have look any at the of list those guys. Of free agents just this off season, free agents and moves that the Cubs have not been able to land. These were all in reports. Linked to the Cubs by different reporters. Trey Turner, didn't happen. Xander Bogarts, didn't happen. Carlos Correa, didn't happen. Josh Bell, didn't happen. Jose Abreu was stuffed down our throat as if it was... Steven? Absolutely. Jose Abreu, absolutely going to happen. Didn't happen. Christian Vasquez, didn't happen. Kodai Senga, didn't happen. Sean Manaya didn't happen. Chris Bassett, didn't happen. Sean Murphy, didn't happen. That's a list of players right there that would have made you really competitive this season with then a good farm system coming up to then compliment those guys that's the point you can't you can't have the farm system be the base and hope that just prospects are all gonna hit how many how many tanks in chicago sports history have led to a championship one one the cubs winning the world series it doesn't happen very often it was lightning in a bottle that's not a great formula you have to do both if you're going to do the tank and restock the farm system great now where are we at you look at it and you go guys if they don't if they don't sign Dansby Swanson, which, again, very good player, hope they do it because he makes the team better. I don't care what they pay him because they can afford it. I don't yeah. care what they pay him if it's too much money. They have to sign Dansby Swanson because if they don't, well, then their next move might as well be trading Stroman since the market's hot well, because like, you're giving up. At, at that point, it would also beg the question on what the process with Swanson was, another thing that we've talked about. If he was your guy, get him at the beginning of the offseason. Yes. If you're sense. waiting until you're boxed into a corner to have to get him, and now you're competing with everybody else who's desperate for a shortstop, whether that's returning to the Braves, yeah. going to the Red Sox, who lost Sander Bogarts, yep. the Dodgers, who maybe feel like, hey, you know, he's just sitting there, let's say he can move. They've seen it, what the it begs the question on the process. Mm-hmm. But to the point about, like, you know, going back to like the contracts and, you know, ha- pushing all your chips in when you're ready, like a lot of those guys on that list signed in certain players because they want to win and they yeah. feel like that organization is ready that's to win. A, yeah, if you don't make the moves to show players you're ready to win, then you they don't want to come here. But it, it it's it's also like a situation where you have you can't just wait around for that right moment. It, it may not come, right? You, you mm-hmm. have to show that you're serious. And that's where we get to, like, the, the question of, like, what is their strategy, right? Because if you're just waiting around for that moment, when is it going to come? You look at this team right now. 
Strowman can opt out after next year. And if I were him at the current moment, I would get the hell out of here. Go on, right? They'll trade him before then. <laughs> sure. But what I'm getting at is he can opt out if he wants. Ian Happ doesn't have a contract extension right now. He can be gone. Yeah. Even if Cody Bellinger's great, he's not going to accept that mutual option. He's going to go get a, a bigger. Dollars, he's going to go that get was, a bigger contract. That was no right. He's on the Cubs. So that it, was surprising to see the twenty-five million dollars. The reason that Correa made so much sense, even if you hate the idea of giving a guy a thirteen-year deal, is you have <laughs> so little locked up for the future. Yeah. You need star power in the future. You have guys on this team. You just let your best offensive player walk. Your next biggest star, I guess, is Nico Horner. He doesn't have a contract extension. He's not gone next year, but he could be gone in two years. And if he's looking at this shortstop market and he wants to win, I'd be looking, I'd be talking to my agent about free agency in two years. Yeah. So he may be looking at the, that now. Like, who the, knows if he, he sees this market and he's like, damn. Yeah, the reason, a, a for the reason that everybody's you know? freaking out about these big players, even if you hate. The contract, right? First of all, not your money, and an organization like this should be able to ignore a long-term deal. But again, the reason it made so much sense is this team needs star power for the future. They don't have it. If you're waiting for that moment to push in the chips, you have the potential to lose more good players yep. this offseason. You don't have immediate answers for them. So when is that point where you're ready to push in chips? If you don't ever add stars mm -hmm. in free agency, in trades— where are they going to come from? Are we supposed to sit here and believe that this organization is banking on Pete Crow Armstrong? I love the dude. He's an amazing prospect. But if you are waiting until he is a surefire, all-star caliber player, we, the four of us may never do a podcast about a winning Chicago Cubs but team. We're all going to be dead before the, that happens. The, the thing is, they're not waiting. Like they, they did something to address center field. This offseason, yeah, it's not a long-term answer because they do believe in not just Pete Crow Armstrong, but Cal, uh, uh, Canario, uh, Brennan Davis. But at least they did something to address center field this off, you know, this offseason right. for for 2023. Whereas in the other, they, there's nothing. I mean, Jamison Tyon adds a good arm to the rotation, but where's all this? Other, where's all the offense coming Oops. from up the middle defense? My thing is. I'm, and I agree, and I've been saying this since the Juan Soto trade rumors were popping up all season that. There's there's never a good time to go get a, a good player because good players like that don't just become available often. They're available they're, when they're you, available. The best time to go get one of those good players, one of <laughs> yeah. those really great players, is when they become available. That's the best time to do it, regardless of w what situation you're in. Someone said it. You know, the 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 Padres had a worse record by almost ten games when they the, the season before they signed Machado than the Cubs had this off season. Why why is that any different? Why? And then the whole my whole thing is. If you sign Carlos Correa to a 13-year contract, that's a lot. That's a long commitment, as long as anyone then besides he's I guess he's down but, to 27 million at the what, end when he's 41. That's not That'll even be an average contract. That's not even what I'm saying. Is if you're signing Carlos Correa to that long of a contract, you're not saying okay, we're you know we we, we you know it's not a four or five year contract. We need to get get going real quickly. Like you have him for a while, and yes, you don't want to waste his prime years, but at least you have some time to to really build the team out and yeah. compete when he's still in, you know, he's still a, yes. a prime baseball player Absolutely. and you're not losing him. And you look at the contract, there was no opt-outs. So you're not losing him in three years if you're not competitive. Well, you, ha you have a long time to, to, to have 
Carlos Correa. And, and that's and, where he went. He went yes. to San Francisco. Yeah. San Francisco may not be as, as good next year. They're in a really difficult yes, division. They're in a but the Giants looked division. at it and said, the rest of our division is really good. They're going for it. We, we have an opportunity to add a franchise player now. We have to do it. We have a super chat from uh, Little Yumper saying, if I had a dollar for every time I heard next great Cubs team, <laughs> I would have been able to sign Correa myself. That's true. I saw Joey had a super chat earlier as well saying, big fan, whose shoulders more blame, Jed or Tom? To well, me, it's Jed. It's a fun question. To it, me, it, uh, to me uh, it's I, Jed. It, it depends, Without knowing no. the facts, you have to say Jed. You, yeah. you, I think you're going based off narrative. Yeah, like you said, you don't know the facts. Like you, you going based off what's been put out there. Now that would, said, would seem well, to point. Sat, the we just, we sat the here top. and said that if they don't do anything after all this smoke came out, right. it's going to be a mess, and it's a mess. <laughs> Welcome to the mess, folks. Mess. Here we are. <laughs> it does appear as if now, Swanson or not, it, it's sort of starting to appear that Strowman was just a flip piece. Because you're signing a guy for three years, and you're not going to really be competitive like you told us. Unless you're willing to sign some of these guys. Guys, the market is what the market is. Yeah. You, you don't... Mm -hmm. a t one team doesn't get to create the market. Remember when before the, the work stoppage, everybody was saying, oh, it's collusion, it's collusion. Nobody's paying these players. Did you see the list of free agents I was putting out there? Yeah. Did you see the list of 22 guys in baseball history have had contracts of 10 years or more? 11 of them are playing right now. Yeah. And they're not on the Cubs. So if there's collusion, it's the Cubs, the Pirates, the Royals. The Cubs are hanging on with the in the kiddie pool. Yeah. When if I there think, is collusion, yeah. they need to get out of it. I think to Joey's question, it's like that's the fun of this all now, right? Is that instead of like them building a good team or whatever, we get to wonder whose fault this is. You're already reading articles today about there being like some internal kind of scuffle between biz ops and baseball ops. And it's great. Welcome. To, like I said, welcome to the mess. Right. And we, we may not know the answer. You can go back in time and certainly like there's obviously things that were ownership's fault. Uh, you know, they, they, they shut off the spending. Theo was positive. He was saving for Bryce Harper and then the money wasn't there for Bryce Harper we could spend a year on the business operations things and the budgets they've spent and how much they spent over on the renovations and where that costs them, all the property they bought up and, instead of spending on the team. And then you can go to Jed. Is Jed letting his fear of long-term contracts prevent him from being aggressive? Is he scared that if he signs Correa now, the money won't be there like it wasn't for Bryce Harper? I don't have all the answers, in, in but the, the result... Stacey King, if you're scared, go buy a dog. Well, and, and the result <laughs> of it is, whatever the result is, right, whether it's ownership's fault, business operations' fault, baseball operations' right. fault, a combination of all three, the result is the result. Is the result is right a now. team that is not playing at the elite level of the league. The result is a team that charges for a premium product, and we're going to be looking probably, right, off-season still going, but probably at a third season where the product on the field is not a premium product, despite what they charge for it, and we don't have any answers yeah. for that. So that's, that's where we are. I'll take you a step further that what you have as a result is an organization that is, is, is running a middle-to-bad team at the moment with no clear direction and no clear time for them to be competitive at, at this point, like you, you thought 
you saw the direction all year, and if they got into this offseason and did, well, you know, and, and I, I will also say that I think just with the amount of rumors that were came out, like, Cubs fan just kind of like, oh, they're going to sign all these guys. Like, maybe irrationally thought, like, a lot of these guys were coming when maybe that wasn't as realistic at the time as, as it may have seemed. But at least there was, like, a direction where you're like, if they sign some of these guys, that will improve the team. Then you, you see the direction. You can start to see the pieces coming together and, and the puzzle starting to get a little more clear and all the picture, all that stuff. Now you're kind of left with, you know, what first of all, what moves are they going to make this offseason? And then – you know where again? Where's this? Where's the direction of the team? And when actually will this next great Cubs team come? That that's just, this is a, a, right. a so far a month and a half ish of an off season where not much has been answered about where when this when this team will actually be competitive for the division again. And right. and again, if if you're if you really don't want to if you really want to wait for a PCA or whatever, if you really are gonna go that route, first off. Be more transparent. Second off, don't be one of the most expensive baseball experiences yeah. in the league. We should have known, Cody, when they dropped ticket prices, $3 <laughs> for season ticket holders, yeah. freaking, that they like, weren't going to be going out that, and spending huge that, money. That's the thing. You you cannot charge as much as the Cubs are charging if you're not if you're, if you're just simply not going to play with the big boys if you're in this market. Like, again, I'm, I'm all about, you know, cr- building, building your roster through the farm, but you got to spend some money somewhere if you're going to charge this kind of money, man. You just absolutely have to. And that's, again, that is one of the things that pisses me off the most. And that, like, and for, for the last four years, that's been, that's looked like it's all on, on, on Tom. But right now, like, yeah, maybe I am following the narrative, but like, how how can how can we not blame Jed for this for not for not just doing what he's got to do and he still can but you know what he could have got he still could have got Swanson for for less but now that the market is where it's at we're they're gonna have to overpay well, for and ultimately him. we, we like, gotta get to a super chat and we have to get to a break because this will go on forever uh, <laughs> design love with a super chat and then silent fog saying. Uh, simply silent fog. Cheers, lads. Who's ready for Elvis <laughs> Andrews? Oh, man. Listen, I don't know what they're going to do, and I'll repeat again. Dansby Swanson is somebody they have to sign now, but they could have probably had him for cheaper than letting him go, and it's starting to look like he wasn't their number one target. When you're dancing with three other girls and then you sign the last guy, well, that's not a good look either. I hope if they do sign him that he doesn't pay the price for that what's gone on this offseason because yeah. he's a good player. Well, and then just to, I guess, close out what uh, the, that super chat was, who's ready for Elvis Andrews. I Again, I wrote I wrote about it this morning that after Swanson, none of those guys are are a better option than just, letting, than just letting yeah. Nico. He, he, was, he, had oh, a, yeah. he had a really good year at shortstop. And the way we talk about it is like that, that shouldn't have stopped the Cubs from signing one of the elite shortstops and pairing him with Nico in some fashion. But if you miss on all four, let Nico continue to improve as a shortstop. Let him continue I, to prove he can be a big league shortstop because the other options just aren't better than and that. And Swanson isn't going to make the Cubs a World Series contender next year, but he's he's adding good, good players to the team. Yeah. You have to keep doing that. And experience. Like, yes, he just won the all World of Series like two years ago. Like, and, and, and on top of what Ryan was saying – I don't even. If they don't land Swanson, then I'm just all in on. 
well, let's just hope Madrigal can stay healthy and at least Morel can play at second base too. Now you're in, now you know? you're now you're in my head. Now you're speaking my well, language. Well, I, I I would rather them spend money in other places. Like uh, like I don't want to go through another. Sorry, Brendan. Jonathan VR or Andrelton <laughs> Simmons. Like I'm I I just don't want to do that. So just just roll with Madrigal and Morel if if Swanson doesn't work out and perhaps perhaps sign sign someone else. Trade for Raphael Devers. I don't know. I don't know. Trade for Bo Bichette. I don't know. There's a lot of items. Just remember, they got that guy that's a speedy outfielder from the Cardinals, and don't. That's not funny, right? Delusio. <laughs> Delusio. Uh, listen, the, the future is still bright because the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills. Now and into the future, ComEd offers a wide array of of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Customers can inquire about upgrading outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor, outdoor lighting, and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than ever before. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiz to start saving money and energy now. Start a project. Contact them at 1-855-433-2700. For more information, email businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. And if the lighting is too bright, you know what you need? Yeah, Shady Rays. Shady Rays. Nice. They never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You drop them in the lake, off a cliff, you throw them off your head because you're mad the Cubs didn't get Carlos Correa, maybe not that one, but anything, they'll replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. You get free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem that code CHGO only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. Uh, Nico Horner, free agent in 2026. Just three years. Yeah, he's entering his first year of arbitration, so he had had three years. Unrestricted in 26. Why would he sign an extension (laughs) right now? If I'm Nico Horner and I just saw these deals, boy, that extension would have to be huge. He'd definitely be betting on himself in a way. That's the potentially $200 million question now at this point. Right. Why why would he sign the extension now? Ian Happ, look at the Nimmo deal. Why would Ian Happ sign an extension right now? I want both guys to do it. Yeah. I want the Cubs to pony up for it, but like, 
How can you trust that? When you, when you see those deals out there that are out there, if you can bet on yourself, most athletes will bet on themselves instead of just taking the money. Right. Um, Jesse Rogers, someone pointed out in the chat. Shout out to you. I don't. I didn't catch your name because there's so many people watching, and I appreciate you. Great chat, by the way. Um, Jesse Rogers tweeted something related to Dansby Swanson. Uh, it's a thread. He says there were four, and now there's one star free agent shortstop left on the market. Here is what Dansby Swanson said on the day the Braves were eliminated from the postseason uh, about playing in the same city that his now wife plays soccer in, which she currently plays for the Chicago Red Stars. Uh, We've had to look at every possible scenario. There's obviously places that have soccer teams as well as professional baseball teams. So, like I said, we've literally looked at every scenario possible. It's something we'll have to consider going into the offseason. Um, when specifically asked about the Cubs, he said they played well in the second half. They showed some life at times. For any team that's going through a type of rebuild, it's important to play well because you want to build confidence for the people there. You want to set a standard for a winning culture. I feel like they did that, especially down the stretch. So. Well, here's, here's what I worry about. Like People have connected the dots that, that Dansby's wife plays soccer here. And they've also connected the dots that Carter Hawkins knew him at Vandy, right? So there, there's, some, there's some connections mm-hmm. there. Listen, it still comes down to money. Uh, it, it is possible that he and his wife's new wife sit down and say, you know what's best for our relationship, no matter how big of a difference it is, if we're still getting $200 million from the Cubs or $170 million from the Cubs, the best thing for our relationship is to be in the same city in the summer. That's possible. I hope that's true. But there's, no, there's nobody saying that she couldn't get traded to another city. So a lot of times, the, <laughs> the, you know, they're in professional sports, a world where the money can be great, but so can the adjustments you have to make. And there's no guarantee that either would be guaranteed to being here in the city. Like, is he getting an absolute no trade clause? I don't, she, I don't know the deal. I the, hope he comes. Does his and wife have a no-trade clause? That's what I'm saying. I don't know if she has a no-trade clause. I just hope that they're able to convince him whatever the money amount is, that it's the right amount and this is the right city because it would add one more very good player to a team that has many holes yeah. and many question marks. So we can still sit here and dream that Dansby Swanson signs and the next shoot to fall is Kluber yeah. or Rodon if you're a real dreamer. But, like, the amount of adjustments they can make to this roster are shrinking day by day by day. I, I also – I don't like the, the Dansby Swanson is Carlos Boozer comparison. Oh, because, not at all. Not at all. Because I, I get the comparison because Carlos Boozer was, like, the last the, guy, the, left. Yeah, the last guy yes. after they lost all LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Boss, whatever. I get the comparison – but that always kind of felt like an overpay for a guy who was, was very one dimensional. Yes. Whereas Dansby Swanson, a stat filler. A stat filler. I mean, he was even old a, little, a little bit on the older side too. Whereas Dansby Swanson, he was, he's, I think he turns 29 in February. So he's still in his prime for a couple more years. Yes. He, he, he broke out this year, uh, maybe not WRC plus wise, but he did hit 25 home runs for the second year in a row. 
Um, he, his ISO was high. Like isolated power was high. Um, he plays great defense. I mean, he was the best defender at shortstop in the major league. So I don't uh, love. I don't like that comparison. I do. I do. I do. He has one year left under. I was, was going to say. Way, I, so I do think the hate. Okay. I do think the hate is for for Dansby Swanson is misguided because oh, he's yeah. still a good player for this team to add and should add at this point. Well, again, I read that quote just because I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I, of course, he's not going to sign with the Cubs just because his wife plays with the Red Stars. But to go I off, fa- of, it, I, I believe it factors into his decision. It definitely that factors in. But like we all like it's someone said it's like when. Uh, KB and Bryce Harper are best friends. Like, like if Bryce Harper was signed here, wouldn't wasn't going to be because Chris Bryant's here. Um, but going off what Ryan said, I think it was Michael Cerami who we've had on the show. He quote tweeted a tweet, an old tweet from like I think it was either August or September, and it was about Damsey Swanson, uh, an old post from Bleacher Nation, and it goes in detail about Damsey Swanson. And I guess Jed at the time had been on Marquee and had talked about things that they want to try and improve on the roster. And obviously last year, I think, didn't the Cubs lead the league in, like, double plays and, like, ground ball rate? Certainly Something like yeah. that. Yeah, we could look. Uh, right. And I think of the four shortstops, Dancy Swanson had the lowest ground ball rate, and his launch angle was better than the other four or the other three He did well. strike well, out a lot. So there, there, there are – Like almost 200 times Yeah, there, crazy. There are pros and cons. The on-base percentage not as good, hits more home runs than some of there, the other There's guys. pros and cons. And there was the pros and cons for every shortstop on yeah. the market. So I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say in comparison to what you're saying is that, like, the pros and cons – they outweigh each other in, in in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, he's probably on a you know, slightly lower tier than where Correa and Bogarts and Turner were, but he's still a good player who fans should be happy the Cubs sign if they do. I, I don't I don't get let's go back to what I'm saying. I don't get the hate and I see Michael Collada has finally joined the show. Yeah. I just I don't get I don't get the disappointment. I guess I get the disappointment in that it could have been higher, but if Swanson does sign with the Cubs like that should be Something for the fans to at least be happy about. Yes, yeah, and, and it feels and it feels like a lot by, of fans waiting won't. This, by waiting this way, they've they've done him a disservice well, yeah. if he does. No doubt, and I think and the, he shouldn't have to bear I that. I think by the, the bigger way. issue, the reason. Look, Dansby's a good player. If they sign Dansby Swanson, I'll be happy that they signed Dansby Swanson because he's I'll a good player. <laughs> and they will have, as we said, in in you need players on the books for yes. longer than mm-hmm. just next year, right? I think the preemptive feeling on that from a, a, a sentiment of fans is rooted in like the off season so far doesn't really support his signing as much as you would hope it would, right? Like you haven't added significant offense at other positions to say, okay, like, yeah, I'm into Dansby. He's a great defender. He's coming off a career year at the plate. Like we feel like we've kind of molded the team to fit that. And you look at, like, as you said, Luke, like, I, I think I saw from one of the, the big-time reporters, like, of those main, like, 30 free agents, like, if you're ranking them, I think, like, 24 of them are gone. Yeah. So even, even if you sign Swanson, the path to, like, putting together a team that we feel, unlike last year, right, even if we're raising the bar from the floor, like, an inch, and saying, you know, last year we were really had to talk ourselves into, could this team be competitive? million things would have to go right, et cetera. For this year, I think a lot of us were just hoping we'd be able to earnestly, like honestly look each other in the eye and go, this team could make the playoffs. This team should make the playoffs. Like they could really do it. To get there with with Swanson from here, 
you're going to have to nail like a certain set of moves. And it's the same caveat with the rest of the moves. Players don't have to want to come here. They can get better offers, et cetera, et cetera. You just put yourself in such a box for how to make that work just for next year, right? That I think that's where the preemptive feeling is coming from. In a vacuum, Dansby is a really good player. He is one of the better players in the league. You should be happy to have him on your team. The context, especially as it relates to 2023, though, I think is where this sort of preemptive, like, souring on it has come from. Yeah, and I at least from my he's perspective. The best, he's the best player left to make your team better next season yeah. and moving and forward. And beyond, yeah. I, I also think it was a little... Maybe misguided isn't the right word, but to, to think that anyone was going to make the Cubs, like, like just one one of the shortstops by Everyone themselves knows. was going to yeah. make the Cubs a playoff, no. sure. a, a surefire playoff contender. Like there was going to be have there's going to be other things that had to be done, and the Cubs weren't going to win the World Series next year. So Dan, signing Dansby Swanson as much as a hey, it may not improve the uh, offensive side of the ball as signing Carlos Correa. You know what? There, I mean, at least you got a player who, at least offensively, shores up the middle infield a ton, provides some pop in the bat. You know he's a good overall player. that's going to help your team be better, and then. Then you can maybe, and for lack of a better term, kick the can to twenty twenty four and see who's on the, and, and you know try your hand at the free agent market that way. Because there's, I mean, next year is not the be all end all. Cubs don't win the World Series; the the organization implodes. Like that's not what it's going to be. So signing Dansby Swanson still improves the team next year and beyond, even if it's not to the level that a guy like Carlos Correa might. And it still maybe it sure. still maybe the same age, and who knows how the careers go from here? You know, you really don't know. So he still may end up being a better you know, signing than Carlos Correa would have been. Could I'm not be. saying it's going to be, uh, or it's even likely, but it, it's possible. Let's get to two Super Chats and another one in the chat. Braggs in the stands, our buddy says, why is this happening to me? Because <laughs> Purdue is good, so something bad has and, to happen. And, <laughs> and, and also because in Chicago, if we know how to do one thing right now, it's tank. It doesn't mean we do it well, I mean, but I, we know how to tank. I made a lot right of now, promises. Yeah. I made a lot of promises on a, a, a November 2nd, 2016, and I think I'm... Paying the yeah, price. Yeah, paying the price for it. I asked for something, I got it, and <laughs> I think that's the answer. See, that's Brad. what Jason Hayward yeah. said in his last press conference. Like, you know, when the yeah, price, the price, the price of winning. That's the price. Yeah, you you right. make a lot of sacrifices, and sometimes you get you, you much, Adels end up coming back. This is Corey right now. Whatever he promised God is, uh, is coming back. And I back. mean, I stand by it. <laughs> I, 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 I do stand by made, it. But, the Ricketts you know. made those two. 64 hoops enough. with a $10 super chat. <laughs> if the Cubs won't spend on long-term star deals, then what's the point of signing Bellinger to a one-year deal if he becomes an all-star next year on a mediocre team? He'll just leave in 2024. That is true. Right now, I'd be looking at it and say, right now, he looks like a guy they'd flip if he plays well. This is, this is like, I've read yeah. a lot of people arguing about Bellinger, like, why give him $17.5 million, blah, 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 even though the base salary is $12 million with a $5.5 million buyout, whatever. Like, Bellinger made a lot of sense if you assigned a guy like Dansby Swanson. If he you still if you, makes sense. If, yeah. The, 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 well, that signing still makes well, sense. Okay. They can both be true. Either way, like, if they don't sign him, then, yeah, it's going to look like the Cubs might just try to flip him at the deadline along with Stroman and maybe Hap and whatever. But, like, if that is the real plan from the Chicago Cubs after everything that has happened yes. the last two years, yeah, then, like... <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking me like no that just that just can't be acceptable for a franchise of this caliber that Cody, just can't be Cody, Cody just laughed and lost laughing. his mind like he you, was the you joker gotta be yeah. funny. Like, 
Bellinger made makes plenty of Bellinger makes plenty of sense whether the Cubs were going to get one of those guys or not, but but it definitely made more sense if you signed Damsey Swanson or Correa or Bogarts, all right, or Turner. Now, if like if they don't, then like what if he does play well? He's twenty seven. Why would like why wouldn't you want to keep that guy around? I don't know. know. And and Michael Collada has finally joined the chat. He said he's been listening the entire show. Um, He's got nothing to say. He's fed up, finally. He's too fed up to even take a victory, too, an too earned up. victory But we should, we should point out what yeah. Cody tweeted out earlier. Like, Shout even if they Joey. do sign Swanson and some other players to make the team better, it still will feel like Collada was right. Well, and, and so I do want to say, like, because I see a lot of people sort of piecing together an offseason that includes Dansby Swanson, right? Like, I think Justin Turner, Brandon Drury, uh, those are good moves. It, it goes back to the problem that we just discussed, though. Like, there is a way to maybe not get this offseason to where we were really hoping, but there is a way to improve the team. No question about it. They can still improve this team, right? And Dansby Swanson would go a long way to doing that. The problem, though, like if we're looking at like a hypothetical offseason, right? That is a really small needle to thread. That's the yes. problem. Yes. I'm looking at it right there from uh, RWB team, right? Swanson. Justin Turner or Brandon Jury to play third. Mancini or J.D. Martinez to play first or D.H. Omar Navaez, uh, Andrew Chafin, Corey Kluber. That makes the team better. How mm-hmm. good? I'm not sure. There's a lot of variables. Other the, teams the, still the want those guys The problem with too. that, though, right, is that, that is, you got to nail that. And even then, you're like, okay, yeah, they're better, but it's not all in, which might be fine. But that is a very – there's other teams that still need players. You have to nail those signings, and you're really deep into the offseason to have to make so many moves. Like, yeah. that would be, I think we would feel okay about that I'd team. I'd come back here you know? and, and, and somewhat apologize to Jed Hoyer if he were to get a lot of that done. It's an improved team, there's no question, but it's, it's, it's a very it, tight needle tight to needle. thread. It, it's needle. not easy to just and another, do yeah. that. you got to convince all those guys to come here. The other thing is, like, and I you may be getting to that is, is what you're going to say, but it would still feel to Cubs fans like kind of a disappointment just because it could have been better. It well, could have been a better haul. And I this, think it, it would also be a, an extremely like highly variable team. Yeah. Like they're, You're not looking at that roster going, oh yeah, they're competing with the Cardinals. You're looking at it going like, okay, they're better. They could, yeah. you know, but like you're, you're still relying on a lot. I mean, even in that but, scenario, you know, Justin Turner's 38. I'm not, I'm not, agreeing, I'm not you know. agreeing that it is a disappointment. No, I I'm know. I'm just saying like I, I could see that being sentiment from Cubs fans because just because the way this offseason kind of right. played out. Right now, that's right. That list that he just put out, Swanson and Mancini and a bunch of other names, it, if everything went perfect, that seems less likely now than signing Correa did. <laughs> like, like it, you can't have that type of offseason. Again, it would improve the team. But that's not the type of offseason that you promised. You promised, as an organization, at the top, wheelbarrows of cash will be available quote unquote wheelbarrows of cash and we have been here multiple off seasons now going <laughs> what's going on where's the wheelbarrow yeah where's the mm-hmm. cash yeah where are the all-star players you're adding to the prospects that like if you're gonna feed the if you're gonna feed the fan base we're trading away all your favorite players because you know what they didn't live up to that beyond 2016 
They weren't going to be worth the contracts, but if we move them now because they aren't deals that we want to sign, we can get prospects, rebuild the farm system, which is absolutely critical for this franchise, and then we will spend wheelbarrows of cash. Yeah. So far, the wheelbarrows of cash have not made it all the way to Clark and Addison. I don't know where they're at, but so far they haven't made their way from Clark and Addison to wherever they need to go. Right. We haven't even seen the wheelbarrow. Right. And to go off what you were saying, you know, like maybe 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 I look at it in turn like in terms of the prospects, the ones that actually can come up next year, right? Like Mervis looks like a guy who could be on the opening day roster, right? Sure. Brennan Davis, we don't know, but signs point that we will at least see him at some point. Miguel Amaya, if he's healthy, we could see him. You know, Jordan Wicks, Ben Brown. Um, I'm sure there's some pitchers that are relief pitchers, kind of like an, kind of like what Ethan Roberts was last year, and like some of those other guys that brought up in the second half, Jeremiah Estrada. Like, you you have like it's not like PC it's PCA or bust with this farm system. Like they have guys who maybe they might not turn out to be like all stars, but like project to be solid major leaguers. Mm-hmm. And you're right now the what what it looks like right now, in this moment without Danji's wants on his team and you know these other free potential free agent signings that you listed from our WB team, like they're putting those guys in position to come up and be under a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Sure, and that's just irresponsible in my eyes because I believe in them. I believe that they can be a. T- some of them can be some guys that help help this team win. That's why the Lester signing was so huge. Go like after the 2015 uh, or the 2014 winner, because he came in and he like helped. He he definitely helped some of those young guys: Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber, Addison Russell. All he helped those guys become major leaguers, right? Like who do the Cubs have? like? The, the Cubs don't have a guy like that, and that's why it was so crucial for them to to land one of these shortstops because they're all veterans. They've all won. They've all won World Series. And now it's down to one. And and it's it's do or die. Like, back's against the wall, game seven, and I need Jed Hoyer to be <laughs> Michael Jordan taking the last shot against the against the Utah Jazz. Like, and do I have any trust that in that? game six. Whatever. <laughs> game six. Don't look I forgot. I forgot Michael Jordan line. never went to a game seven. My bad. I, I, I'm sorry that I'm sorry that I said that because I everyone knows he never went you to game seven. should have said Dexter Fowler leading off. Game, yeah. So, yeah okay. Dexter Fowler yeah. leading off. Sorry. I like using basketball references. Like that's like that's like that's the biggest thing to me though. Well, and like, we, and you got like, these guys. To your point, like it feels like a lot of those guys can contribute to a successful team. We saw the roles that they played in 2022. If you add more talent, a lot of the guys that you listed and we're seeing in the mm-hmm. chat can fit into a successful team. That's the point of building up a system. And I I, I just want to like reiterate, and we've said this a lot, like there is such a huge difference. When we go back to when Theo did the first rebuild, this organization was a dumpster fire. Their technology was behind. Their scouting was behind. Their management was behind. Their player development was behind. Their their MLB pipeline was behind. They were behind, behind, behind. behind. A dearth (laughs) 
of talent on an executive level, a player level, everything. That's not where they're at right now, guys. They've mm-hmm. spent so much money to improve their hitting infrastructure, their pitching infrastructure. They're finally developing and bringing up pitching talent. And for all the people that are like, well, now is not the time to push in. Uh, I, it when is? is? There's no better when time. Is there won't the time. be a time if you just They're, they're ready. They're, on- you don't have to. They don't. They did not need to, as much as we might want them to. They didn't need to elevate the payroll to, you know, New York Mets levels and mm-hmm. say 2023 is the year. We're going crazy. But, to, but right now, and there's still time <laughs> in this offseason, but right now they have probably – on backwards like you lost yeah. Wilson's offense yeah, there's you know a- Tyone is nice you're going to elevate some guys you get a full season from Wisniewski Steel, etc so like it's hard to say but like you could argue that they're in a worse spot yes. certainly and that's Without, just not know however you next. wanted to get there if you don't want to give out a 13-year contract fine I don't want to give out 13-year contracts but that's the cost of doing business if you're not doing that you're not making trades you're not making significant even minor additions where are we here, you know? Yeah. Where are we? What are they doing? Here's what we have to do. We have to break. Uh, Cody, is, is there a, a <laughs> DraftKings pick of the week that you have for us? Yeah, so everyone knows I'm doing the $10 to $1,000 challenge on CHGO Bets daily. Uh, last night I had Memphis plus 7.5. Tonight I'm taking Maryland money line against UCLA at home. Uh, Maryland coming off a... Uh, basically a brutal loss against Tennessee. They were down double digits in, at the end of the first half and then made a gigantic comeback on the road uh, to, or I guess that was a neutral site against Tennessee, and they only lost by two. Tennessee, a really good program. Maryland, number 13. Well, last week they were number 13. I don't know what they're ranked this week, but they're a good team. They're like one-and-a-half-point favorites against UCLA. Um, I like them to bounce back at home tonight. And also, if you live in Maryland, guys, this is a you know, new – Sports betting is yep. live, finally, in Maryland. So, um, if you're any Cubs fans out there, but yeah, I'm risking 1869 on Maryland Terrapins tonight. <laughs> and for fuck's sake, can I just get something happy in my life? Just win Should, a bet. Maybe a futures on the Cubs not to make the playoffs. Ugh. <laughs> uh, game time tickets, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Concerts and shows sounding much better at the moment. If you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, 50-yard line, courtside, floor seats at a concert, possible with the Game Time app, the biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you never could buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Bulls tickets created by the fans for the fans, guaranteeing the lowest price if you love CHGO. Well, you're going to love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in our description Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app, scored the best seats to all your favorite events. And, and quite frankly, if you're taking a lot of your cash right now, and if, if it ends up being a bust of an offseason, and you're looking at it going, where am I going to spend money? You might want to start looking at those United Center concerts next summer. Like, that's just the reality of what people are going to do with their money more and more, because we saw the lowest attendance in decades <laughs> At Wrigley Field. It was still good. But if they strike out on Dansby Swanson, I'm telling you, number one, they're going to want to cancel that Cubs convention because it is going to be ugly, no matter how many diehards really still feel that way. And, and boy, your season tickets are going to go down. They're, they're just yeah. going to go down. You can't drop them just three bucks and say, 
hey, guys, look, we're going to be competing with the Pirates. The sentiment feels really bad. I mean, I've been on Cubs Twitter for a while, several years. A lot of people have been on there longer. Like, I really can't remember that a time where this was worse, like a, a worse common sentiment amongst everybody. Because I think, like, last year, Apathy the year before, the yes, like— well, I'm like, still angry at like, this point, which is better. Yeah, than yeah. But like, like but the we ones have, that aren't angry have apathy. Like yeah. we have, a lot of people understood, bought in to the plan, trading the core, things like that. They tried to make sense of it, and you can't wait forever to get people to buy into whatever the next step is, right? And at this point, that's what you're asking people to do. If if you don't sign Swanson, if you're not aggressive for the rest of this offseason, you're saying. You know, this is going to be another one of those years, but when the time is right, we'll do it. And every time you do that, you're going to get less and less people buying into what you're saying. That's right. Right? And look, I love Wrigley Field. I love the Cubs. If you want to bring your family there, you want to go there, like, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what to do, Right. But I think you're going to get a lot of people that are like, yeah. I'm not going to go anymore. Like, Why? I just don't, I don't. I, I want to watch them win. That's what we're all here for, right? We can argue about how they should build this team. It's the only reason you should be in, in yeah. ownership of a team is we, to want to see them win. We right. love That's just we all love sense. the Chicago Cubs. We want to go to Wrigley Field and support them and have that that meaningful feeling when they're good and competing and exciting. That's what we're all here for. And however we get there, we might disagree on. But at the moment, we're not doing that. And I yeah. think it's it's a shared frustration it's, from everybody. It's like what I said after the rant last week, after, the, after Bogart signed that gigantic contract. I said if Correa doesn't sign with the Cubs, then I openly, I don't encourage anyone to go to Wrigley. And I, if they sign Swanson, fine. But I know a lot of us don't feel confident in it right now. So, like, at this point, if they don't sign Swanson, then, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I can't encourage people to, to go, and it, it sucks to say. Like, I love the place, you know? Simply Silent Fog uh, with a super chat saying, us Cubs fans can watch Chicago Dogs games instead. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. I'm not going to go that field far, is but, nice. I'll, I'll but let's, that. let's just say, listen, we're going to be here at 120 again tomorrow for everybody that wants to vent and hope and dream that something's going to turn around, that they're going to get Swanson, they're going to create this offseason that everybody expected. That's what we're hoping for. Uh, and again, if there's breaking news, hopefully Dansby Swanson signs. We'll do a breaking news podcast. We'll jump right in right here at, at CHGO Cubs. Um, but until then, we're just going to sit here and wait and hope and uh, probably be a little bit angry, yeah. which is okay. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's based on what so, you've seen. So like what Steven, our producer, just said, he put the poll up. So you guys watching yeah. have seen it. Um, uh, 83% said no, the Cubs will not sign Danzy Swanson. Well, because they've lost all faith that, after yeah. watching this offseason unfold the way it has. Instead of being leaders, they've been followers and watchers to see how the market shakes out instead of pushing the first domino. And I think they're going to regret it in the long term, but signing Dansby Swanson would be a way in trying to correct 
the way the market has unfolded for you. So that's Absolutely. that's what we're hoping for. I was a, one who voted no too. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks, yeah. thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings. Thanks to everybody in the chat. This is probably the best chat we've ever had. Three hundred some people in yeah. here. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for hanging with us, and uh, we will see you tomorrow or maybe earlier. Hopefully, fly the W.